Hello everybody, welcome back to the Drama Graduate Podcast. My name, as ever, as it always will be, is Dara Feely. And I, as ever, and always will be your host for the next 54 minutes and possibly 20 seconds. Again, I'm not going to try and be down pat with these timings because I'm always off. And you know what? I don't want to get sued for defamation. Um, Presuming that you enjoyed the first episode because you came back, didn't you? Well, thank you very much for coming back. It's been such an exciting time uh, with the release of this podcast so I'm very happy to be doing it and very excited about all the great chats that are to be had and thank you every single one of you for listening it's greatly appreciated as ever five seconds all it takes to give the podcast a like and a share and a positive message you know that's always that's always good but thank you so much for coming back and thank you for allowing this podcast to be possible um, so thank you very much very excited for this episode um, great guest great stuff happening just great 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 stuff so thank you all very much enough out of me and enjoy okay we started recording now um, okay. it's so funny like because it, it takes me so long to get, in, get in like it's the last <laughs> time it took me so long to get into it so um, <laughs> you have to go on that way now so I'm going to get you to do something that's really awkward uh, I'm going to say this week on the Drama Graduate Podcast, we have, and then you have to say, Sive Malin. Okay. And it's it's awful, and I know it's awful, but I feel like it's that kind of quirky podcast yeah, thing that we have no. to This week, we have... Sive Malin. Natural. Um, so, Sive, thank you very much for coming on. Thanks for giving up thank your time. You. Um, so, yeah, let's just dive right into it. So... Mm-hmm. It's a thing that I'm always interested in in terms of finding out people's um, stories, particularly in, in a setting like drama school, because we all, you know, have those moments of finding acting and eventually getting to the building. But we don't really mm-hmm. stop each other to ask how we got there or, you know, what what drove us. Um, so my very first question to you is a very simple one, uh, <laughs> is just tell us your journey from your very first experience of performing all the way to your first day of drama school. Okay. Um, so I come from a family that's like no actors, no musicians, no writers, you know. Yeah. But <clears throat> from a like very young age, like creativity was very much like encouraged. Um, and my best friend growing up, her mom um, ran a stage school. Okay. NPAS, the one that's in the Lear every Saturday. NPAS? Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. God. So that was like very close to me from like a really young age. And I feel like they kind of introduced it to me, but also like I was one of those childs who was just like obsessed with staring at people and like, yeah. and you know, you know, you kind of like talk to actors and they're like, um, oh, I was just obsessed with like storytelling. Mm. Like, I feel like I'm one of those who's like, oh yeah, like the story is kind of secondary. Like I'm really interested in the people first. Yeah. And so that was like from a very young age. And then when I was like eight or nine, I started going to stage school. And so it was all like, you know, jazz hands. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. (laughs) (laughs) And um, like, I really liked it, but like, like it it was really enjoyable. And I was like, oh, I want to do this forever, but not in the way that, like, I I didn't feel like 100% fulfilled or something. And when I was like 
eight or nine, I started writing these Christmas plays for the kids on our road. I know, so good. I know. Um, so I started writing these Christmas plays for like 11 children on the road. And we'd rehearse them from like September to Christmas. And then on Christmas Eve, we would go to our friend Julia's house, who had a Christmas Eve party, and we'd perform them. Um, and like, it was like, he, like, it was so serious. Like, yeah. I was so serious about it, like about rehearsals and about everything. Um, so I feel like that was kind of probably the first sign. And were they, um, sorry, just, were they like, were they just Christmas stories like Scrooge and stuff? Or did you just make them up? Oh, no, no, I made them up. Like, <laughs> I had this recurring role of Maisie the Elf. Um, and then this girl, Julia, on our road, uh, she would have the recurring role of Santa. And then everyone else would kind of, you know. Yeah, they, they, they. Play it. Yeah. yeah. Um, so, yeah. And then I went to a secondary school where, like, drama and the arts and music and everything was really, really encouraged. And, like, um, and I think I kind of took that for granted and didn't. I, I, I feel like it was just so close to me. And I was so, you know, like it was so available to me that I kind of took it for granted. And then I was like, in fourth year, I decided to change school. No one knows why I was in a perfect really? school. And yeah, it was very weird. And I moved to this really academic kind of leaving cert school uh, where the arts were not cared for at all. And I think that kind of gave me the push. And yeah. I like realized what I wanted to do based on what I knew I didn't want to do because everyone around, everything around me was academia and mm. trendy and you know and yeah i think from there i was like okay i just remember like in like sixth year looking around and like i had all these ideas of, like doing like midwifery and like psychology and like i've been doing like like loads of acting along the way and um, but like i was kind of distracting the idea of it yeah um just because i was like oh it's too hard or like you know like i'm not like you know it was just so around me that like i didn't have the push and like the need for it and then yeah. I remember just in sixth year uh, all my teachers being like no like no you can't be an actor you can't be an actor like primary school teacher you know all this stuff and I remember just looking around being like this what I'm seeing is what I don't want to be totally yeah. and then I was just like okay I'm going to drama school and I just like applied and got the foundation then took a gap year and then got that in <laughs> that's that's mad I because I I kind of had a similar, not a similar, uh, but like I was in stage school as well. And then um, when I was doing my leaving cert, I stopped doing all classes and all shows and stuff to kind of focus on academia. And I think yeah. it is, and it is that thing where you kind of do realize that when you miss it so much, you're like, I have to go into it. And I'm like yeah. all those things. And like, I'm sure so many people have that of like guidance counselors saying, well, why don't you like teach English and then you can just do drama on the side, like as a hobby. And you're like, no, you yeah. don't get it. You don't get it. Um, no. And I'm very excited to have you on because you, like me, are a foundation diploma grad. Mm, um, yeah. And I feel like I should clarify, the foundation diploma is basically like, um, it's aimed at people who just leave school and it's kind of like a, pre yeah. a precursor to the, the, the BA course. But it doesn't necessarily guarantee that you get a place on the BA course when you complete it. But unlike me... Um, where I ha where I was fortunate enough to progress straight from the foundation onto the BA, mm. um, that um, that wasn't the case for you. Um, mm. So you did the foundation, and yeah. then you, as you said, had a gap year, and then went on to the BA. So how was that yeah. gap year for you? If you could talk a bit about that, um, like the foundation, like 
I would even go as far as saying like I wasn't even ready for the foundation like I was so immature and like like my priorities were just way off and like I would just go out all the time and like I was just so like fearful you know like like my priorities like in there every day were so like skewed by this like irrational fear and irrational like unworthiness or something yeah um and like you know pointing at people and being like oh like they're the ones they're the ones and and being at peace with that like not Mm. fighting that or not wishing for it to be any other way like it would just kind of what is and i remember a few weeks before the second round um adam who's was in my year as you know yeah yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, we were talking and I was just like I was like I'm not ready for the BA like I'm not Mm. ready and he was like I feel like you having that thought shows that you are ready and I was like I'm not ready I'm I'm not ready and I was really at peace with that and like even though there was still a bit of me that was like I really want it like I was like okay I'm not gonna get it and I'm fine with that and um so obviously didn't get it um, and I took a gap year and I met at the end of the, so about September when like Maeve Maxwell, who was in my foundation was starting the BA and stuff. I remember just being like, this year is dedicated to getting into the BA. And like, I, like, I'm so lucky I got in because I like put all my eggs in that basket. I remember you telling me and, this. I think you told me this yeah. when I was in foundation and I was like, that's, really? I was like, that's insane. I was like, that's an insane level of, uh, I'm really out of character for me. Um, and I was, sh- I went out pairing in Italy, which is a complete other story. But um, really? I went out pairing in Italy, and every day when I wasn't like working for them, I was just up my room. And I wasn't even like broadening my horizon. I was like working on the speeches that I was going to be doing for the audition. I was only auditioning for the lyric. Like, yeah. I was like tunnel vision about it. Um, and so, yeah. That, and I, like, yeah, I don't know, like, I really dedicated my gap year to, like, living and, like, growing in what I thought growing was at the time. Like, yeah, I think I was kind of, like, I went out pairing in Italy. I, I only ended up going for a month because the uh, father of the family had an affair and I had to come home really. So, <laughs> I know. So, so dramatic. <laughs> Such a good story. Um, but... So, like, I was doing all that, and I was doing all these, like, workshops, and I was, you know, like, spending loads of time on my own, and, like, reading loads of plays, and, like, it was, like, like, it was growing, you know, I, like, I think now I'm, like, okay, that's what you needed at the time, but I'm, like, I feel like I was, like, doing what I, I don't know, I don't know how to put it, but, like, I feel like I wasn't, growing that much I was just kind of calming down and realizing what I wanted and I like I went through such a period of just going out all the time like really just and kind of just suffering Mm. kind of just like really kind of making my situation worse because I knew what I wanted but all these things were getting in the way that I was doing to myself and kind of my gap here was about like stripping that all back and really really slowly being like okay, I can sit on my own. I do know what I want. I, I can do this. Yeah. And it was mad. Like at the start of the year, I was like, I'm doing this, I'm doing this, I'm doing this, I'm doing this. Like I'm getting in. And it wasn't until third round when we were queuing up to go into studio one to do our monologues. Yeah. I was like in this line and I was like, what if I 
don't get it. Like that was the first time I had the thought. And I remember they like, I was tired to go up. Like I remember it so clearly. And I heard Lachlan be like, so I'm like, and I literally audibly went, fuck. And then I just like, got up and I just like flashed before my eyes. That's so... Happy ending. That's, but like, yeah, because I, I feel like, um, I think this is why it's so important to talk about these kind of things because as a foundation student, I almost found it safer to kind of remove the possibility of getting into the BA um, just for myself because I was like listen I, yeah. if I if I become obsessed with that which some people mm-hmm. do um, if I become obsessed with that and I don't get it that's so much time training that I've wasted and I do think like it's, it it provides really good training I mean like I've seen so many good yeah. like so many good actors who received only a foundation training who've gone on to do good work um, mm-hmm. but 100%. you definitely do I think sometimes kind of convince yourself as a form of safety um, yeah, but you're like I think that's such a really good like the way you thought about it and your that mindset. Like I just really think that probably served you so much yeah. in enjoyment of the year, but also like going on from there. Yeah, it was yeah. I mean, like I think then it, uh, equally that's also a trap that people might go like, well, if I just don't think that I won't get it, then I will get yeah. it. you know that kind of thing. So I think it's it's all just so individual. It's so yeah. individual. So like. You get in um, after your brief stint in Italy with the the, <laughs> the fair having father, um, and there's something that uh, one of our teachers, David Horn, says that you think all your problems will be solved when you come to the Lear, um, but then you arrive and all of a sudden you're like, "Fuck, what am I doing?" Like, did you mm. feel any sense of that? Or I think, and I think this might be something that could be interesting because I I certainly felt that nearly even more so as a foundation student going into the BA um, was that a similar experience to you or speak a bit on oh my, that yeah I remember the day I got in saying to my parents I'm never going to be unhappy again like quote yeah. unquote um, and I feel like it's so easy this, this especially when you wanted it for so long to and especially when you look up to so many people going through it and you think they have it all figured out and they're doing amazing and they're completely thriving you know Um to just be like to really put the focus in like that September like what every year it was September like 2017 yeah to yeah. just be like oh that that's when it begins you know that's that's really when it starts and I think like I got such a shock like starting like you know I, I just I don't think I thought about what like, and I remember talking to first years at the time and then talking about what they were doing and like the really really hard things and you know, talking about like breakthroughs and crying and what was hard and getting a hard time off teacher and kind of almost like, like fetishizing it, you know? Yeah, like, yeah, just yeah, being yeah. like, oh, that's so cool. They're such drama students. Even like, and being like, I can't wait to be like broken like that, you know? Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You know? And yeah. then it happens and it's just a, com- like, I feel like every expectation I had about drama school was so, it was right for other people, but it was so, off the mark from my experience you know mm, yeah i think yeah because um, I, I i agree with that the whole like fetish fetish fetishization of it that's right <laughs> because it's it yeah, is yeah. it is a thing of like like i remember being asked um like what's what's your favorite thing about drama school in like when i was in first year and i was like oh i love the the sweat and i love the the, you know, the, the like and, I, and like I was saying it and I was like and I, and I was reflecting on it I was like you're a wanker I was like I was like 
and it, it, but it is it's, it's that kind of rite of passage thing it's like it's like oh did you cry you cried yeah yeah I don't feel it like you know um, yeah it's it's weird like and it, it's like yeah. it's not at all I think it's just like sometimes like the myths that it kind of breeds amongst the students that like mm-hmm. you know it, it isn't really inflicted by the staff but it is just like the ideas that you have yeah. coming into it um, yeah, and it was because um, obviously I was chatting to Leo mm-hmm. Leo Hanna um, and we spoke a bit about him pursuing a degree beforehand and mm-hmm. what he felt he learned in that time do you ever feel like you would have you would have liked to have pursued another degree before coming in yeah um, I don't regret not doing another degree yeah but um, I don't know, like I spent so much of first year, even like I took this idea or this feeling of fear and unworthiness that I know we all feel, but like it really controlled me like the whole way and really through first year, like it was complete like dictator of my experience. And like sometimes like I was like, oh, I wish I'd like waited like another year or like did yeah. some other big life thing mm. before coming. But then like I kind of thought about it and I was like that I think that actually is just part of my experience and my journey and I feel when like I started to break through that like you know it was so glaringly obvious what the problem was like in first year I didn't I remember Sue Mythen being like to me in my first tutorial the first thing she said to me in my movement tour, she was like you're scared of everything yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I was like really like taken back and but I was like oh god I am yeah and like it was kind of breaking through that that I was like like that energy that was so fearful and held me back so much actually turned in like very slowly I'm still working on them but, like <laughs> it's turned into a positive thing and yeah. like sometimes I'm like like I used to have the thought of like would I have been better with more time before drama school but then I'm like I think I had to come to drama school to start ironing out those things. And, like, I'm not one of those people at mm. all who yeah. could have just, you know, been like, fuck drama school. Like, I can do this on my own. Like, yeah. the tools I got from the lawyer, like, I didn't even know existed. Exactly, I didn't even yeah. know you to think about plays and characters in the way you do. You know? Yeah. It was very, like, a grey area for me. I was yeah. like, yeah, you just do it. Um, it's such an interesting thing that I have. Of Sometimes I talk to... Because you're 22, aren't you? You're 20. 23 yeah you're 23 but like it's it's still but still in that age gap of like you know 18 to kind of early 20s and I think I always talk to them and I'm like and I think some of the stuff I hear is like yeah I would have liked it if sometimes I've like maybe I I could have benefited coming in a bit later and then Mm -hmm. talking to the students who are in the older brackets like you know 25 on who say sometimes like maybe it would have been more beneficial for me to come earlier Um, and, and I think it's kind of like it's such a version of like the grass is always greener do you know in in, in terms of like it's such a testament to how challenging like the kind of training is i suppose like yeah like you're never ready for the whole arc of it you know No, you're not because i think you know there's i find it so mad that like you know some students who passed in their who'd be 35 um and like how they would have encountered some of the stuff that we learned in first year, you know, it's it's kind of it's it, it, yeah. it's mad to think about it, and like because I, I think then another thing I've said before is that like age is such a thing in drama school that I don't feel is quite obvious. Like it blends together almost. Like yeah, I know you've got quite a particularly a year that's kind of it's an, an, a mix between 
quite young and and and, and yeah. on the older spectrum um not so much in mine but there's depth like you know we've got a few people who are like 25 and then yeah but i think do you feel do you find that that's a useful experience that is something that other degrees don't offer like it's very rare that you be in the same yeah. academic learning environment as somebody who's mm-hmm. five or six old, years older than you i think so like and i think again it was kind of one of those things like like you i don't know if you take it for granted but you kind of forget like and it, maybe it's just because like everyone's just playing all the time yeah being children it's ridiculous and you're laughing all the time and you get to know everyone on the same intimate level that maybe it's forgotten a bit and i think just the way people's outlook in the world i think really shines um and like how people speak and you you really you see the kind of i don't want to say life experience that seems like a really but you know what i mean you kind of see how much like almost grounded and like the slightly older people are and like I don't know, I remember looking at that and being like, oh, I want to be able to, you know, talk like that and, Mm. like, you know, answer questions like that and have that kind of confidence to... And I feel like that is something I was, like, kind of envied at the start of the training. Yeah. That life... That experience, yeah. Yeah, because it is definitely... um yeah it's something it's something that they can teach you because they can teach they can teach you so much but like life experience um is something that will always benefit actors anyway um but then i think it's nice to be in a in a in a a place where you can kind of learn from that and aspire to that level um Mm -hmm. but as you say it's funny when you're like you know you're in class and you're all rolling rolling around the floor making baby noises like you know it's it's like it's kind of it's weird to see like a like a I can only imagine what like it looks like to see a, a thirty year old man doing that, let alone a, <laughs> like an, an eighteen year old man. Um, yeah. So to go back, so just to go back to, because we talk, I think a big part of drama school, particularly in the early days, um, is that feeling of imposter syndrome, and mm-hmm. you know, finding yourself landing in the, in the, in the scenarios that you're in. Were you were you able to like? acknowledge it as something that everybody else was going through or do you kind of feel alone in it i feel like i had these like like physical locks on myself that were dominated by like fear and self-doubt and just like such terror like Mm. and i feel like it completely held me back and it was just this kind of cycle of like being really stressed and fearful and then not making progress because of that. And then, like, I, I feel like it started ironing out, like, the more... But I remember at the start, like, just being so, like, oh, like, yeah. held up by this, like, unnecessary... But, like, like I didn't feel like anyone else was feeling it. Like, I remember, like, the first time I talked to about it, about her kind of experience with like improv and stuff and I just couldn't believe that she was like feeling the same things yeah I was like but you get up there and you're incredible like yeah. I was like you're amazing and um, yeah I don't know when that started to iron out I feel like it was a very slow thing mm. and I feel like it definitely stuck with me through second year but I think in second year you start doing more artistically like fulfilling things totally and you're like putting your name on things a bit more and you start being able to kind of stay take a step back and be like I did that yeah and I think in first year 
I, I feel like in first year the training kind of does you first year is like you know it's shaking off a lot of your bad habits you definitely feel that you're you're building yourself a different way in second year um yeah. than you are in first year because sometimes mm-hmm. sometimes you think back to some of the stuff you might have done and you're like wow like you like I can't believe that I did that or you know and it's like, it's like I can't believe I used to like you know rehearse what I was gonna how I was gonna say something or like you know it's kind of you know <laughs> Um, 100% it's such a big part of it and like I feel like like first year is very much a human like you're a person you know I don't like you're not an actor you're kind of like at least for me like I was very much like sigh anxiously like unpicking my bad habits and stuff and then second year was like kind of learning to leave like sigh at the door and you know but like I like I remember, like, before our Romeo and Juliet rehearsals, um, I was, like, act two or something, so it took us, like, a few weeks to get to my first scene. And I remember we were getting to my scene, and, like, all of the girls were, like, around me, and they were all, like, I can do this, I can do this. Yeah, and yeah. I was crippled with fear. <laughs> and I was, like, pressing into the floor, like, I can, I can, I can, I can, I can, I can. Like, yeah. that was, like, my mantra of, like, second year. And then, like, I worked so hard, and then I got up and did it, and, like, I think actually that was a huge, huge moment for me because I like was crippled with fear, and then I was doing this all oh, this mantra of like I can, I can, I can, I can, and then I got up and did like my first monologue, and Hillier was like, "Yep," and like that was the first moment I'd had that kind of like just like yeah, takes yeah. the box like yeah, you got it like no, no notes, no nothing like it was just. Like, I felt like I really, like, worked hard at something and had an instinct to respond to something and really, like, pummeled through that. Yeah. And finally it was like, yeah. I think that's, you know? I think that's so great because I feel like it's such a thing that um, is kind of said to us that you can't hang on to praise or you can't, you can't like, like, long... Because I think the teachers... Because I think ultimately you learn to kind of critique yourself or, like, give yourself oh, notes. Yeah. But particularly in those early days, like getting a thumbs up goes such a long way. And I think there's no shame in like, r- 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 like what's basking in that when you get it. Like, I think some people. Yeah. But that was the thing like about that was so Hillary was like, yep. And like gave me no notes. And over the next like six weeks or however more, I didn't get one note. But that turned into such a negative thing then. Yeah. I was like, I, I can't do it. Like, I'm the worst actor in the whole world. Mm. And they've lost hope and you know yeah. and like even I remember we were warming up before we actually did the show and, and I literally had to go and be like like please give me a note like <laughs> I like I need something and she was just like just like trust yourself yeah. and like I had a similar I, yeah like I mean I, I've had like this I think you do get to that stage where if you're not getting notes um, <sighs> you're almost suspicious you're like what, but like and you're like why am I being I was like, surely, surely it's not right what I'm doing. Like, you know, it's kind of yeah. like, you know, um, and, you, and I think we do rely on that because I think they, they hold mm-hmm. our hands for so long later in, 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 you know, you start to work with directors from outside the school and they come in and they have very different ways of working because they're not used to teaching you how to act, having to adjust to their way of working then. Like, you know, maybe they don't, yeah. they don't give as many notes or maybe their notes are different. Um, mm-hmm. And I think this is something that's always, I think, very important to chat about drama school like the feeling of institutionalization yeah um like i think i i don't know about you but i definitely i remember one time we were we had a project week um i think it was our stage comma test week and um mm-hmm. the teacher asked us he was like what time do you want to 
take your break like you know and have to and we were like one we're like one's when we get lunch like one's when we and like it's such a weird because you do like you do enter like the kind of cult of it and it's like mm. there is that sort of all-encompassing <clears throat> sense of just landed in 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 it like you know and did you yeah. did you feel that as well or do you kind of I think so and I think like that reliance on like because I feel like so much of like being an actor is to like artistically find your way into the parts and like do it your way and put your own stamp on it and stuff and I feel like the lyric gave us those tools but I feel like in second year and like third year they, like for me there was this kind of obligation to go to the teacher like when we started like playing parts with like the external directors yeah. there was this kind of like obligation to go to the teachers and ask them questions or show them what I was doing and uh like you know like in terms of like characterization and kind of make sure it was okay yeah and like like at the start they really like you know hold your hand and are like yeah like you know like Sue's like yeah <laughs> you know yeah. um and I feel like like maybe in third you kind of start realizing like oh like I'm not gonna have that yeah outside you know um because I reliance kind of on the tools that they've been giving you I suppose how's it going everyone so sorry to interrupt I hope you sincerely are enjoying the podcast and I'm sorry to be cutting in but I just wanted to ask you all a quick favour um, alongside having already done me a massive favour by clicking on and listening to the podcast which once again we really appreciate what would be extra appreciated is if you would if you are listening on Apple Podcasts if you could give us a cheeky five star rating and maybe write a review a good review preferably um, bad reviews they, they don't tend to really help that much um, but if you were able to leave, leave us a five star rating and write us a review it could really help stretch the the net that this podcast could uh, could cast the podcast cast um, so if you could find the time to do that that would be really really greatly um, appreciated um, so yes I will not be taking up any more of your time once again if you can five seconds five star rating a good review it would make the world of difference to this series and i would love you forever genuinely i mean that um so yes enough out of me back to the show and then i think kind of to touch on what you said before um and i don't, I don't know if this is it but if you kind of had to pick one what would be like like the, the definitive moment of like drama school for you that you kind of felt that all of a sudden it clicked like it kind of there was like a moment where you kind of felt it, it kind of just kind of came at you at, in one big rush like if you could pick that or I feel like I kind of had two two I good I feel like um, when we were doing the efforts in second year um, I remember I was having a really hard time uh, that was like one of the hardest times in the training for like weeks I just I didn't understand but I just didn't want to be there and like I was just so like you know when like it was just one of those periods where like I just couldn't get involved or enjoy it and I was like watching myself go by and like yeah like judging like it, anyway um and we were doing and like I I really loved the efforts but I didn't get them and I wasn't having like responses to my own experience I I didn't I couldn't see myself in them yeah and and 
I remember we started, I was like, geez, this smiles away from me. Like, and um, we were like doing it the first day. And I was just, you know, and I just like had this insane breakthrough. Like, and I, like, I'd never cried in the training. I'd never been that vulnerable or whatever. And this like just bubble of like feeling just like poured out of me. And like, it was so out of character. Like I'd, I'd always been very in control of like crying, like, you know, and, um, I like had that and then after I just felt like this wall that I'd been like preserving myself with and like this vulner this like fear of vulnerability and this fear of like judgment and that like you know I was inferior or something just completely like washed away and like that like um feeling of not wanting to be there and like so it just really started like to disintegrate and like like, I just felt so much safer in the rooms and stuff. Um, that was definitely a big one. And then I think playing El Ancelot this year was massive for me. Oh, that was, <laughs> I loved that character. Because it was all. Oh, that was massive for me. Because I remember how much you wanted that. Yeah, I wanted it so bad. And I had. Um, and you really, such you, a you kind of, you, you kind of pitched for it as well, didn't you? You kind of, you were really. Oh. Yeah. I pitched for it three times, <laughs> three times, <laughs> um, and then, but then we started rehearsing, and um, I like was finding the rehearsal period really hard. Obviously, the part was miles away from me, mm. and um, I like I just had this like end gaining fear of like, oh my god, I'm actually gonna have to get up and do this for people, like, and I was like terrorized, and then um, like I just I, like one day it just clicked who he was. And I saw him like outside myself and I was like, this is what I want to say as an artist. This, yeah. These are the people I want to play and see and care about. And like, I like was like overrun with like feeling of like protection and like care. Like I cared so much. And it was the first time I really like was so fearful because I cared so much yeah. about like the character, you know? Um, I think it's it's such a because I had um I had a similar thing when I played bottom in in midsummer, mm. and I think it's that thing of when you and I think this is one of the things that drama school kind of teaches you to do in a way or like you know it, it kind of brings out that innate kind of it's when you grow such a love for a character yeah. that is just on paper in many ways and like you know it, it, they're just words really and when you kind of grow to mm-hmm. love them that much I think. I think that's a good kind of defining moment because those are the moments to kind of really hang on to when things are yeah. tough, Do you know, because, yeah. like, you know, I'm sure you can agree, like, but you go through so much drama training kind of, like, without getting that, mm-hmm. like, it's it's not not that it's a rarity, but it's definitely something that doesn't happen every day. Like, you don't walk in and all of a sudden you're hit with all these bolts of inspiration. It's, yeah. but it's those moments that you really kind of hang on to and that, that, make it all yeah. worthwhile um yeah and, and then, i think you really realize like why you're doing it like yeah because i think those are yeah because it's such a it's such a bizarre few years of your life where you're in this building with these people mm. and you're just yeah you're just trying stuff and you're really kind of mm. going for everything yeah <laughs> in terms of lifestyle like living like mm-hmm. what's what's a challenge that you think um you experienced and do you and how how did you counteract that how did you like learn to 
because I feel like there are lifestyle wise there are so many um, yeah. things that you experience I'm not sure I feel like I feel like I really thought before about how it was going to impact my like social life my yeah. money like I, I was in a very fortunate position like I live at home in Dunleary like my parents like my mom like cooked me food they gave yeah. me money you know I was like and I'm really really like really grateful for that and I know that's like really rare yeah so like I feel in that regard like I anytime I found not having enough money or like um going home after a really long day hard like I only had to kind of look around to realize that I was probably one of the most fortunate in my year yeah um and like I, I was lucky. Like I got to work the whole way through, and like I never, I never really found that that difficult. Yeah, I'd say the one, like the one thing was just like falling out with not falling out with friends, but losing touch with friends and not being able to be there for because like the school I went to, like everyone really remained so tight and close after, mm. and like not being able to kind of be there for like like a lot of the things they yeah. got to do together. For people like you who live in the same kind of city as the school, mm. um, yeah. it it's hard, it must be harder because for me it was a lot easier to kind of like alienate myself from my friends back home because I was moving to mm. a new city. Yeah, yeah. But I can only imagine that it's because it is like you do you do insane hours and even when you're and they kind of give you a new set of friends as well that yeah. become more than your friends like they, they, they your life really you kind of share life with them. Um, yeah. For, for for the time. Um yeah. and I think it's also like trying to let your friends from outside like like trying to get them to understand like that and that like a lot of my best friends were so understanding, I really got it. But like like there's kind of people that you're like, you know, like they want you to do something or they like even if, even if it's not about like hanging out or whatever, but it's that like like missed understanding yeah. where you're like no I can't like I can't remember to like no I really can't and they're like I go on go on and you're like no I, I really can't. can't like yeah 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 um yeah. and what's the best thing you think about drama school if you could if for you like what's the best thing that you've yeah encountered I would say being with like 60 or more than 16 but like 16 people really intimately on a very close personal level and seeing every flaw of these people and them seeing yours and just being in a really safe space, even though it's so hard to, um, like, I don't know, work that, but like being in a really safe space where you can just make so many mistakes. And even though in the time they seem like the bloody end of the world, like you look back and you can't remember half of them and, I just think it's like an outrageously rare, special, unique thing that like when you're in it, you're just, it's like, it's just what is because you're there all the time. You don't even understand that life goes on inside that building. But I think that like, like subjectively looking at the training, I'm like, that is incredible that we had that, you know? Because I think it's a thing, um, like as Leo said in the first one, it's like a paid repertory theater, um, yeah. like it's it, it and it is in many ways because like, like you never. 
like I don't know because I haven't been a working actor but like I don't think I'll ever work in the same level that I'm working at the minute with school and having the relationships with the people that I have like that's because you're constantly working with new people in the profession um but to be with the same people and also meeting like the first and second years who are coming up and 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 and, you know seeing them progress and then you know it's it's just such a special place to be in um and was there ever a moment um when you considered dropping out I don't think I considered it. I don't think I imagined myself. Maybe I did. I didn't. I didn't consider it. I didn't like actually be like, "Hold on, am I going to do this?" Yeah. Or like, I didn't like imagine myself not in the training. But like I kind of said at start of second year, I just had such a bad. For I think the first like six weeks, I just hated being there like and I don't know where it came from I think like it was this um like that rigidity I kind of talked about it was just completely controlling me and my relationship with the training and my relationship with the teachers and like people in my class and stuff like it was like this uh inability to like be open because I was so scared and I feel like that was it was frustrating and rattling around my body and it was this need to like just break out of myself and I just couldn't get there for so long and it was completely like suppressing my experience um and I remember just like every day I just go in just like cry like and I wouldn't even cry to anyone I'd just be in the bathroom like I just don't want to be here like and I just didn't understand it like because I was like and I remember I talked to Sue and she was like okay you need to ask yourself like do I want to be an actor and I literally was like how dare you yeah yeah <laughs> I was like you know um and I was like yeah yeah I do and then a few days later I had my big outburst and movement and kind of things like started to make sense again but like it was just mad like I was just I couldn't even believe that I was having the feelings and the thoughts because I would have never imagined myself even being sad in the training you know before yeah. I started but I think um, yeah because I think that's an important thing like it does, it just, I think it all ties back to David Horton's quote of, you think all your problems will be solved when you get there, and then you're like, oh. But, like, it is, like, it's a tough vocation to to yeah. endure, like, and I think, but equally, it, it, it comes with so many rewards and so many highs and all the things you said, like, those moments where you really begin to feel natural, organic things and, and, and how close you get with your year and... Yeah. I think those are the things that are really important to kind of to to hang on to. I'll tell you another David Horan quote. Oh, go for it. <laughs> I remember the first class we had with David in the foundation. He said, and it's always stuck with me, he was like, some days you're going to walk out of this building feeling like the best actor in the world and some days you're going to walk out feeling like the worst actor in the world. And I just think that is the truest so thing. True. So true. I talk, um, and I suppose talk a bit like if we if we can talk a bit more about your foundation days like yeah because I feel like foundation is something that sometimes gets a bit of a bad rep amongst people like people mm-hmm. look at a foundation diploma and go like eh. but I think yeah. like it does lead to does lead to where you are now like it it it, it oh, leads to 100%. it leads to a place where you're you learn and you grow and I and I feel that's that's more of what it is than actually progressing to a BA. I think it's yeah. more it's more so learning about yourself and, and growing up that extra bit. 
Um, yeah, and I feel like it gives you a taste of what, like, like you don't like methodically go through a certain training thing, but like, you know, like David and Cal, they're directing you and stuff, and they're treat they're asking you the same questions you're asked in the BA. Yeah. Um, and maybe there's just that inability to, like, for me to kind of be like, like why are they asking me that? But like in a progressive way, like why are they asking me that? It was more, for me, it was like, why are they asking me that? Like, I don't yeah, know. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I feel like it kind of opens the doors a bit and like, depending on where you're at, um, like, it'll, you'll really progress at that. Like, I feel like in my experience, it really opened the doors and I kind of stayed outside the door for a while and kind of watched it and was like, not really getting it kind of thing. Yeah. But like, I loved what I was doing there, but like I just, I don't think I was ready to be like tested and tried and challenged, you know? What excites you going forward? And I, obviously this question is a bit a bit weird going because of the, time, the times we're in, but yeah. even with that, like the prospect of leaving soon, um, what excites you about going out into the world as a, yeah, as a trained actor? The... Like, that's been, like, my idea of what third year would be was so different to how it actually is. But I, like, I feel like quarantine has actually done huge things for me. Yeah. Um, like, kind of, like, chilling out and realizing that, like, like I kind of just realized, like, I'm, like, I am an actor, but that's just something I do yeah. as because I'm passionate about it and because I believe in it, but because it's a job and, um, like, that's not going to... Because, like, we all know it's kind of the unspoken thing. Like, not all of us can be actors all the time, you know? And I feel like a huge thing for me this year, which actually has turned into, like, an excitement and a happiness and a contentment, is, like, I'm not an actor and acting is something I do. I'm so many other things. Yeah. I can't do something, so many other things. Like I, I'm not going to be controlled by something that's so out of my control. And I'm not going to be like defined by something that other people define me by. Like yeah. there's so many other things that like, I, I want to, it's obviously number one, just like you, I'm sure it's number one thing on my priorities and my list of things I want to do. And, I would do it every day if the opportunity is there. I would 100% I can yeah. bathe in it. But, like, I've really made peace with the fact that, like, I'm not, like, going to be defined by not being able to do it either. Like, I there's way too many other things that I care about and I'm passionate about. And, I, like, that excites me. I'm like, I want, like, I want to live and I want to do my job as an actor, like, when I can but not like not like I don't know like you know what I mean like, I completely get you like it is because yeah. it, I feel like there's a thing um, like we, we train we've tra- we're training as actors so mm. we're actors but like there's like you know as you say it's so out of the realms of our control that it's sometimes kind of foolish to embed yourself into into locking into it like yeah. I think that's something that I'm I'm kind of far away from at the minute because I'm 
I'm currently enraptured by it and it's it's become mm-hmm. it's like you know it's my thing that I'm doing mm-hmm. because I'm training in in, in classes yeah. and stuff but I can imagine when you're but that's a really good thing to kind of realize as well on the cusp of leaving because I think sometimes uh, you know some some fears that drama students might have about leaving in third year is that like Jesus like how am I going to navigate stuff but like you know there's no pressure about it like there's no there's no pressure to be an actor like you know it's just if you love it you'll do it you know no I was just saying if you like if you love it you'll do it but it's 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 not the only thing you can do which is you know and it's taken me so long like I don't think I even would have come to this mindset without these weeks of like reflection you know yeah where there was just so much time to like think and mull about the future and be so scared and I feel like like naturally I think in a very global way anyway so Mm. I when I should have been worried about agents and jobs and you know what the future is holding I was kind of thinking like Jesus Christ what's like happening to the world like and maybe that was a good self-preservation thing but then when I did really like really have time to reflect on like my future as like as an adult like outside my parents home and Mm. hopefully working and hopefully you know able to sustain myself in whatever way it was like it was such a panic thing and I went through absolute like roller coasters like I was like some days like you know in absolute heap about like the like hopelessness or like you know yeah and like it comes like you get like really highs and you're like I'm gonna be amazing no I can't wait and then like I kind of just like leveled out I was like this way I'm thinking this um like putting all my um like good feelings or bad feelings or all my hope and stuff on something outside myself like isn't sustainable and I'm never gonna be happy if I'm gonna be like um like waiting for these things to come along and I was like I don't know like I just started sitting back and I was like oh I I not like I I can't let myself I owe it to myself not to be defined by like like other people like you know and I I just feel like like I don't know yet I'm still at the beginning but I just feel like that'll that stands to you if if you are an actor in so many other things but you're also not forcing this thing you know like life is going to do its thing and if you are just direct about where you want to go but also open to everything along the way you'll end up in the right places because that's where you'll be at that time and that's right you know jesus that's brilliant that's well, a, like like I'm still not incorporating it like it's very cognitive at the moment I'm still really like talking myself through no but it, it, it is great because I feel like particularly now I think you look at the world and obviously horrible things are happening um, mm-hmm. but if you look at our world you can it's so important to have perspective like yeah. I think sometimes you, you read these things about theatres closing down and, they, and you know and it's like that's awful and like but if you look at the wider world and what's going on, you know, it's a global pandemic, like, you know, 100%. and I think, you know, it's, it's so important to have perspective. And I think it's important in any way to have perspective as an actor. And I think, yeah. you know, as a drama student or as an auditionee or somebody who's, you know, drama training is fantastic. Mm-hmm. Being an actor is fantastic, but 
there's so much time and there's so much you know it, there's no need there's never a need to define yourself by it because yeah. sometimes people can put pressure on themselves to be defined as an actor and or you know be defined as something whereas fuck it like we're only like i'm 21 you're 20 you know the, the, yeah. there's so much time and there's so much time to live the rest of your young life like um yeah like I remember I was working with some minimum wage job at the start of first year I, I worked it the whole way through drama school I don't know why I'm calling it that but <laughs> <laughs> and I remember one of the managers um he was really into like psychology and you know self-care and stuff and um, one day I was really quiet and he was like um what are your hobbies and I was like acting and he was <laughs> I was like, no, 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 that's, that's what you're doing in college. Like, what are your hobbies? And I was literally like, oh, my, oh God, <laughs> what are my hobbies? And like, yeah. like now that's changed and like I've other interests. But like at the time, like I was just like, and now I'm like, yeah, that, that's my, that's my job. That's like, you know. The one thing I found about um, what's fascinating about drama training is it becomes, it stops becoming something that you do as a hobby and it becomes, mm-hmm. it slowly kind of becomes your, your job and your your vocation and your yeah. your career potentially um but it's not something that you necessarily notice because so much of the time you're enjoying doing it um no and like it's you know the most fun ever like you're laughing every single day like yeah like and i think because i definitely i remember having that feeling of like god like you think back to those days when i you know you're doing a drama class on a tuesday night in a studio in town and mm. now it's every day 10 to 6 possibly further on to like nine o'clock in the night um, yeah and it wears you out like <laughs> it wears you out and it's important then to build new hobbies around that which is something that you know that, that is talked about quite a bit in drama school um mm-hmm. which i think is, is is handy and important um yeah. if time travel existed mm-hmm. and you were able to travel back uh to pure street um to 2017 september 17th whatever day it was and mm-hmm. you can stop five million walking into the building and give her one piece of advice. What would you give her? Like, care less. This is not everything. And if you, if you like let go and care less, like it'll stand to you. But also hold on to that like bit of yourself that filled into the filled the application form in and that bit of yourself that imagine yourself in the training and that bit of yourself that little light however small or big it is that thinks that you can do it even if your mind is telling you that you can't that bit of yourself that is walking into that building because somewhere in there thinks that you can yeah you know and one final thing um one of the things that was said to me when I was in first year was to always remember where you were when you got the call off Lachlan to say you got into drama school. Yeah, I was in my same job. Uh I was in Cinnamon in Monkston. Um <laughs> and I was up all night because I had some really bad tooth and I had to get root canal that morning. Um so it was, you know, a huge day. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and it was the day after third round and I was Obviously, some bit of myself thought that maybe I was excited, like left my phone out on the thing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And all morning, I was just like, ah, no, 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 like, oh, like I did, yeah. And then my phone started ringing, and I was like, oh my god, I just walked out of work, and Locke was there, and I was like, what? And I was like shaking, like I couldn't talk. Um, 
and he yeah and I just kept going oh my god oh my god oh my god <laughs> Yeah, oh. the happiest moment of my life, definitely. Oh yeah, it's it's such a happy moment. It's it's, it's euphoric, exciting. like you know, and it's and it's you never, I don't think you'll ever forget it, like that kind of. And it's always funny as well because those moments, they're always so like not inelegant, but you're always doing something so trivial because that's just what happens yeah, yeah. with phone calls. Like yeah. they kind of come at the most random times, um, yeah. but they oddly become so important, and I think yeah. those are those kind of moments and the moments you've talked about are kind of things to hang on to um, mm. when you're training. Yeah. But um, thank you so much. Thank you, Dara. And there she is, Simon in the woman, the myth, the legend. Um, thanks a million to Simon for coming on. Great to chat to her, as always. If you enjoyed the Drama Graduate Podcast episode two, you know what to do. Five seconds, like, share, anything you can do to help spread the word of this 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 podcast which i feel is going to make a big difference to the lives of many drama students and auditionees who just didn't know a bit about drama school that maybe we know um as always if you have any questions maybe you'd like me to ask going forward that i haven't thought of just send us a message on the facebook page it is just me so and like you know i'll just get a notification on my phone it's nothing big we're not a big corporation you know what i'm talking about uh anyway thank you so much for listening hope you enjoyed hope you learned something that you didn't know before and see you again next time